The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate those of you who have kind words and let us know that you listen really often, and also our sponsors that make this thing available to be all the way across the state of Mississippi, and those of you who are listening online at supertalk.fm slash Corinth. So, Bubba, what's a person to do? I mean, have you seen inflation lately? Mm -hmm. You were in California recently, weren't you? What they pay for gasoline out there? So I looked at this specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, this was just last week. I was out there. Mm-hmm. This was six dollars and I think twenty nine cents for regular regular mm-hmm. gas. Yeah, and, right? and then along the way, you got industries that they can't. So open the so doors really two dollars more than what we're than paying what we're paying here. here. And right now we're paying here in mm-hmm. this part of the world in Southeast United States. Yeah. We're paying about two dollars more than we were a yeah. year or two ago. Right. So you know it's all over. It's and rampant. I, I know I shouldn't be complaining, but you know when you go to the pump and you fill up, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Like now, mm-hmm. granted, my car was pretty low the other day when I filled up. <laughs> right. You know? Traveling and that sort of thing. And I was like, I'm going to put it off until the last little bit. And I think I finally found somewhere that had gas for a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Right? But it's still but still, a $100 bill yeah. to fill up my car. Yeah. And the stock market's going mm-hmm. down. Individuals can't open their businesses today because they don't have enough employees. Yeah. I mean, yada, yada, yada. Well, it, it, I would I would say that it's uh, even more compounded than that. How's that? I, like I can really depress some folks here real mm-hmm. quick, right? Mm-hmm. So we just got done paying taxes, right? Yeah. Every time you go to the grocery store, it costs more. Mm-hmm. Every time you go to the gas pump, it costs more. Mm-hmm. The stock market is down. Mm-hmm. The bond market is down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere you look, it, it seems like there's blood in the streets. Yeah. What's a person to do? Right. What's a person to do? Huh? Are we supposed to capitulate and say, all that planning and all that dreaming and all the, that wishing and all that thinking that I had, I was doing mm-hmm. when I went to see Bubba a couple years ago, now it's just kaput to heck with it. Yeah. I'm going back on the autopilot. I could make it even worse. So mm-hmm. you talked about planning, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Many people plan to buy a home, yeah. right? Yeah. And they they spend time and effort and money and savings, mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. they're building up for this down payment on a home. Oh, it works. And they get to a point where they say, you know what, I've got uh, you know forty thousand dollars saved up for for the down payment on a home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that home value that uh, that they were looking at purchasing. Ooh. Right, that might have been two hundred thousand dollars is now two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they don't have enough for a down payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's a person to do, really and truly? What are we to do? These are tough times. And then I thought we had enough issues mm-hmm. in America 
with dealing with Russia and what's happening in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then I see on the television where my president's talking about freaking China. Right. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Why poke the bear, dude? Yeah. Well, China's not the bear. Russia's the bear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why yeah. do that? China's the tiger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's depressing. Mm-hmm. It can be depressing. It can be disconcerting. Uh, at the least, it can get me off my game. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my first question. What's a person to do in situations like this? What, what, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to let the headlines rule you? Are you supposed to look at historical averages and forget about the highs and the lows that can come along in life? What are you supposed to do? It's hard to look at historical averages when you're on the high end of those averages. Like this time last year. Like this time last year. Like We're just picking mm-hmm. on the stock market. Right. This time last year, if you'd called up your average client and said, you know, in a year from now, I've been talking mm-hmm. to old Nostradamus. Yeah, I found his, his spirit when with my Ouija mm-hmm. board. Yeah, and uh, he he told me that in a year from now it's going to be down twenty percent. Yeah, you're going to see a twenty five percent decline in the tech sector. You're going to see a twenty percent decline in the S and P. Yeah, yeah. So what would what most of your clients have done? Uh, if you had called them up and said, you know, you need to sell out, you need to uh, take take a little profit now, you need to get on the sideline. If you had the crystal ball, so so uh, markets are run by fear and greed, mm-hmm. and I think clients run their money by fear and greed. Uh-huh. I would say that the majority of clients, uh, and this has happened in the past, right? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, specifically times back in two thousand six and seven. Uh, when markets seemed a little overheated and you call up and, and you uh, say, you know what, maybe we ought to take a little bit of, of profits here. Maybe we ought to reallocate to mm-hmm. some different mm-hmm. asset classes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we ought to do some things mm-hmm. differently. And they would say, heck no, you know, we're making good money in the stock market. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on that. Leave me alone, Bubba. Yeah. Leave me alone. Right. And then after it happens and occurs, they're like, oh, we've got to do something. We've got to do something immediately. We've got to do it now. Right. right. When now may not be the right time to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you already own an asset mm-hmm. and it's uh, depressed in value or declined in value by a certain percentage, mm-hmm. we'll call it 20% in this case, right? Okay. I'm just talking about the, the market in general. Okay. Right? There was a reason that you own that to begin with. If mm-hmm. you've got a 20% decline in the value, mm-hmm. is there a reason to jettison that from your portfolio? Mm. or a reason to continue owning it. Mm. And I think right now the fundamentals tell us that there's more of a reason to own it rather than to jettison it. Right, 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 right. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You used a term, mm-hmm. the fundamentals. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about fundamentals. What do you mean by fundamentals? I, I had this conversation Sunday with uh, a gentleman that, that I go to church with, mm-hmm. and um you know, basically, how is the the stock market priced? Mm-hmm. What moves the stock market? Well, news moves the, the stock market, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But really, it's it's all driven on earnings and future earnings. Mm-hmm. 
how profitable are these companies going to be? Mm-hmm. If they're going to be very profitable, then the stock market looks pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't look like they're going to be as profitable, then it, the stock market is less attractive. That's what I mean by fundamentals, right. in a nutshell. All right, and somebody has to come with the up with these fundamentals mm-hmm. for your life, right? whether it is the stock market you're trying to value yeah. or whether it's how to deal with things or what you're looking for for the future or what your goals are. So we're going to go to a break, and when we come back to the break, from the break, we're going to continue to talk about what you should do when the world around you is falling apart from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about somebody's supposed to do in the midst of all of this first of all as a red-blooded self-respecting mm-hmm. adult am i not supposed to do something aren't, aren't, aren't i supposed to take some kind of action here is isn't there something i need to do to get control i would argue that sometimes the best action is no action at all oh really yeah even when my my money it mm-hmm. seems like I'm losing. Am I really losing? Unless you sell while things are down, you're not really losing. Okay. Yeah. But, but the the number that you sent me on my yeah. last statement is ten thousand dollars less than it was last quarter. Isn't yeah. that losing? But the number of shares still remains the same. Oh. Oh. So I I still own the same thing. Right. And many times the way you and I Mm -hmm. explain this to people is like real estate. Mm -hmm. Everybody can can get real estate. Sometimes stocks and bonds, the nuances and all the math and everything just freak us all out. And so we don't really see it as ownership. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about just real estate. If I bought a lot Mm -hmm. in a given subdivision five years ago because Mm -hmm. I thought it was a decent investment. Right. Let's say I paid $10,000 for that lot. Do I know the next day whether it's worth ten thousand one hundred or nine thousand five hundred? You don't know what it's worth until you actually sell it, right? So in the you meantime, might have an idea because there might be an adjacent lot that sells next door to it. Okay, right. so Daddy Warbucks Phil over there mm-hmm. bought one beside me because he heard I was buying lots and he said, "Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Let's right. go make an investment like that." And he mm-hmm. buys one two months later for twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I think mine now is worth twelve thousand. No, you think yours is worth fourteen <laughs> because he paid twelve, right? Yeah, but there is not an index, mm-hmm. a, 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 a community index of real estate telling me on a daily basis how much this thing is worth. Right. But quite actually, every day it fluctuates in value, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. Because there are some people who are paying 12000 but then there's somebody else who paid 9100 mm-hmm. So did I get ripped off? I don't know. I don't see it, but I don't know all those things. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting here confidently with my $10,000 mm-hmm. piece of property. And in the meantime, there are other people buying and selling, as I said, and there are various prices out there on the market for something that's comparable to what I have, but I don't know it. Mm-hmm. But I think I got it a good deal, and it's a $10,000 lot, and I'm just happy. And, oh, by the way, they're not making any more mm-hmm. real estate. My papa said, buy yeah. real estate. If you have any other questions about anything else to do, yeah. buy real estate. So I bought some real mm-hmm. estate. In the meantime, the thing that affects these prices, maybe there's a local industry that had to lay off. Yeah. You think that affects the price of local real estate? Very easily could. 
What if uh, Chick-fil-A comes to town mm-hmm. and suddenly there are a hundred more jobs available? Right. Does that affect the price it of does. real estate? Mm-hmm. But I don't see an index mm-hmm. every day that tells me what the price of my real estate is. Right. So I'm kind of comfortable. Mm-hmm. And despite what happens, plants laying off, Chick-fil-A's opening, despite what happens, that piece of real estate's going up and down in value mm-hmm. about every day. That's right. Because I'm not aware of it. I'm not scared of it. Sometimes does more awareness bring me more discomfort? We we live today in uh, an always on constant news cycle that I, I think does more disservice to investors and individuals than, than anything else. Really? And, and what I mean by that is at any, any time of the day, we can pull this little device out of our pocket that has all the news that we could ever need. Right. Right. Probably uh, some of it would be, uh, what's the new word, inaccurate news or <laughs> fake news. It's not <laughs> fake news. Right. It's, right. They've right. come up with some other uh, word for for news that's not real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at any given time, you can look at this device in your pocket. You can look at your computer at work. You can look at your computer at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch the television and have all this information just blasted at you. Yep. 24-7. Yep. Right? 365 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. What if you had that on a local basis mm-hmm. related to that piece of real estate you had? Right. What if you had? And and for many folks, mm-hmm. their home is the largest investment that they have. Speaking of real estate. Speaking of real estate, right? Yeah. So if you looked at the large, largest invest, investment that you own. You've been working hard to pay for that, Bubba. Right. You got emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. Blood, sweat, tears. And if you had an indication or a value on that. Every day. That updated every minute, Ooh. right? Ooh. How would that make you feel about the thing that you owned. Yeah. Let's say you did. Mm-hmm. Let's say you did have a local real estate index that was updated daily based on tax rates, based on what's happening with various businesses, based on what uh, Daddy Warbucks mm-hmm. bought or sold. And every day you saw you put $10,000 in it, and, and two months later it's worth 9100 and two months later mm-hmm. it's worth uh, 12000 You saw all of this. On a daily basis, okay, have you really made any money or lost any money? No, you haven't. But last month it sold $9,100. did not yeah. I lose mm-hmm. $900 last mm-hmm. month? No, because you didn't sell your lot. Right. And in this particular instance, we're talking about what I think here is going to be residential real estate, right? Yeah. yeah. Which has... Uh, in my opinion, probably less of a variance on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah. what maybe commercial real estate would. Let me give you an example. Okay. Right. Um, let's say that you buy a lot in a, a commercial area, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they decide, hey, you know what? Uh, the the neighbor has sold their lot to somebody, and they're putting in a Chick fil A restaurant. Yeah. Right. Chuching. Yeah. And you, you paid $10,000 for your lot, and you're just like, oh, wow, this is incredible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've got this this you know national food chain going in next door to me. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, 
my lot goes from $10,000 to $100,000. In your brain it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And it makes you feel really good. I feel so good. I'm on top of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. To the same tune, what if... um, what if that lot next door was not a Chick-fil-A? Okay. You know, what if it was, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of something. What if it, what if it had been a, a blockbuster 10 years ago? What if it had been a blockbuster 10 years ago? Right. Yeah. Right. I, well, actually, a little bit longer than that. Right. <laughs> but right. what if it had been a blockbuster 15 years ago? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Probably a, a decent tenant there that, that had a lot of foot traffic, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. probably made your... Uh, your your value pretty uh, valuable, or your lot pretty valuable. Yeah, everything's going great. I feel good, almost as good about that 10, 15 yeah. years ago as I would 10 or 15 minutes ago with the Chick fil A exactly. next door right? to me. And then Blockbuster goes out of business due to this little thing called Netflix, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got an empty, vacant building next door, mm-hmm. right? Next to your empty lot. Mm-hmm. What does that do to the value of your lot? Oh, probably I, And I was going to bring up like a foreclosure or something r- like r- that, right? R- right, right. Uh, kind yeah. of the same principle. Yeah, yeah. And you went from elation mm-hmm. to doom and gloom. Right. But did you really make any money while the Blockbuster or the Chick-fil-A was, was there and vital? You did in your brain, mm-hmm. but you didn't in your pocketbook. I would say while you've got you hadn't sold it yet. While you've got the empty lot, you've got carrying costs for that lot. Oh. You've got to maintain it and upkeep uh-huh. it and pay taxes uh-huh. and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And while the Chick Fil A or the Blockbusters up and going and, mm-hmm. and fruitful, I feel okay about those expenses because sure. in my brain, I think, man, I. I, I'm I'm only paying taxes on a ten thousand dollar lot, right? But I'm sitting here with a hundred thousand dollars. Correct. Yeehaw! Mm-hmm. I'll pay taxes on a ten thousand dollar lot. Mm-hmm. Then you get a foreclosure or a closure, right? And boom, or a tax reassessment. Ooh, yeah, yeah. For our our Tennessee listeners, um, you know, there was recently a, a property value adjustment in Tennessee, and I think it was pretty much across the board, and it was about a thirty percent increase. On, on property values. Now, I, I think uh, some of the, the county supervisors and that sort of thing, tax adjusters there, mm-hmm. have, have reduced the overall tax due to kind of bring it back in line mm-hmm. with what's due, but it's still an increase. Still an increase. Yeah. 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 It's okay in your brain mm-hmm. when you feel like you're paying the taxes, even if it's an increase, if your value in your brain has increased. Mm-hmm. But you have something negative happen, right. and the value goes down, mm-hmm. then, boy, you get resentful and mad and hateful about sure paying that. Sure you do. That. Sure you do. Okay? But you know what? None of this has really affected your checkbook. None of it has. When the businesses were up and vital, and in your mm-hmm. brain, the thing is suddenly worth $100,000, mm-hmm. you don't have ninety more $1,000 in your checking account mm-hmm. because you haven't sold it. When it goes down and you think, oh, it's come back down to 10000 or maybe even worth less, you haven't sold it. So when I look at these values, whether it's my real estate or my stock portfolio, and I see numbers on a page, those are just estimated values or temporary values of what 
my assets are worth that day, but doesn't necessarily mean I made money or mm-hmm. lost money because I haven't sold it. Right. So after this break, we're going to come back and find out when's a good time to sell or a mm-hmm. good time to buy from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Supertalk Radio. We're talking about what should you do? What should you do? What's a person to do mm-hmm. in the midst of all this chaos? I'm a grown adult. I've been to college. Isn't there something I'm supposed to do? Huh? Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to sell high mm-hmm. and buy low. Generally speaking, right? Unless you're not shorting the market or anything like that. Yeah. So. Whether it comes to real estate, whether it comes to stocks, whether, you know, bond investments, uh, you you want to uh, buy low and sell high. So that sounds logical. That's what most people would say, right? Uh-huh. I, I would say uh, you need to own quality. Okay. You need to have a perspective of when your investments will be needed or when the cash will be needed. Mm-hmm. So if that is three months from now, you don't need to be invested at all. Absolutely. If it's a year from now, you probably don't need to have much at risk. Yep. Right? If you've yep. got a longer term horizon, hey, yep. now might be a pretty good buying opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But you're telling me that other, I mean, that, that all logical stuff you're just yeah. coming at me with, that's kind of like going to Sunday school or listening to the preacher. So, you know, sometimes it's important to get back to basics. Blocking and tackling are the basics, right? Yeah. What are those? Yeah, but I don't feel. Try not to spend more than you make. Uh-huh. Try to save some money uh-huh. and buy some uh, some decent investments. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but I don't feel confident now, Bubba. I, I don't feel feel good I, I need to do something that makes me feel mm-hmm. better let's let's talk about how many of us make financial decisions mm-hmm. major yeah financial decisions okay. based on our feelings all right so the the principle everybody has seen commercials from that big insurance company yeah retirement plan uh, mm-hmm. uh company uh, the principle yeah all right they got annuities and, and insurance and retirement plans. And Insurances, yeah, disability all, insurance, all, all kinds. Big company. a big, huge company, mm-hmm. international. They did a survey and asked people, how do you decide when you retire? Okay. Okay? When to retire. All right? Now, historically, that decision was driven by a date and an age. Well, and I was going to say, it depends on how old you are, right? Mm-hmm. Am I 60 years old? Am I 62? Am I 65? Mm-hmm. Am I 67? Yep. Yep. All right. So, But all that sounds logical. Mm-hmm. What you just said sounds logical. You know, it probably sounds logical that Daddy Warbucks over mm-hmm. there, our executive producer, Phil Womack, would come in here and start talking to you about retirement in his 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Him coming in and talking about it in his 30s and 40s, I mean, unless he hit the lottery or grandma was extremely rich and we didn't know it, uh, probably not that logical. I think it's okay to talk about retirement in your 30s and 40s. But doing it, pulling but the trigger. doing it, yeah, All right. it's different. All right, so let's talk about the factors other than age mm-hmm. and the amount of money you saved and your health and your life expectancy, all those logical things. Yeah. Let's talk about the factors that most people... According to this year's survey, okay, have used in determining 
when to retire. Ah, this ought to be entertaining. Oh, it is. All right. 23% said, I'm going to retire when I reach my savings goal. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 23%. Mm-hmm. What about the other 77%? Right. All right. All right. Here's one. When I no longer physically can work, 22%. I can see that as being, well, these aren't necessarily goals, right? These are these are determining factors. These are the factors that people say they're using when determining yeah. when to retire. Yeah. And if I can't work anymore, then yeah, I guess that's a pretty good reason to retire. All right. Here's 13. Or, or should it be a reason to go do something else? I don't know. It's according yeah. to the extent of the disability right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the next one. People use this factor when I become Medicare eligible. Mm-hmm. 13%. I, so I'm surprised that it's only 13%. Okay. Like yeah. I, I, it I honestly, be more, I thought it? it would be more right. than that. Why? Uh, health insurance is such a large component of, uh, of a retiree's uh, outflow mm-hmm. and, uh, and expenses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you reach 65 and you're Medicare eligible, mm-hmm. then a lot of that burden is alleviated. Okay. So I, I, I'm surprised that 13% is the number there. You, you would think it would be high. I, I would think it would be high. As a contributing factor as to when you retire. Mm-hmm. But it ain't. Right. Guess what's higher than that one? Okay. You're, you're telling me if I came to you and said, Bub, I'm turning 65 next year. I'm getting close to being mm-hmm. eligible for Medicare. I think I, I may be able to retire. You would say, yeah, Greg, that's kind of a logical mm-hmm. way to look at it. Sure. Okay. Higher than that logical choice is this one. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. All right. Yeah. That's real scientific, isn't it? Yeah, real real scientific. 29%. Almost a third. Double, right? (laughs) Double the amount of folks that are, are, because it was 13%, right? That said that that having access to Medicare is going to be a determining factor. Yeah. Right? And 29% said it's a gut feeling. feeling. Oh, I'll just know when I know. (laughs) I just know. I'll wake up, Mm -hmm. you know, some little angel on my shoulder. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Somebody will tell me. I'll go to the barber shop yeah. one day and tap say, you on the shoulder. You, Bubba, it's time. It is just time. okay. Yeah, good. Pull the trigger. Yeah, twenty nine percent. Are you really that surprised though? So that I, I want to look deeper into that number, and, and here's kind of what I glean from that number. Mm-hmm. 29% of the folks that say that they will have a gut feeling and they will know when they know mm-hmm. probably have sufficient assets mm-hmm. saved. Okay. Right? So you got to look into the numbers and behind the numbers. Okay. All right. May or may not have already attained age 65, so they may be Medicare eligible. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, or are, you know, to a degree, independently wealthy and, and can afford to retire. Right. So right. they might have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to retire yet, but I, mm-hmm. I can anytime I want to. So I'm going to work as long as I feel like it. And when I know that I don't want to go to work anymore, hey, I'm going to hang it up. I'll know when I know. Right. All right. So out of that 29%, how, what percentage of the 29% are like you just described? At least half of them? I don't know if it's it would be half. Mm. You know, I, I, it's probably a quarter of those, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what about the other 75% yeah. of the people who said, I just get a gut feeling? Right. Is this an indication that 
throughout their adult life, they've made most of their financial decisions based gut on feelings. gut feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's examine three or four major financial decisions or decisions that affect your finances right. and how we make them. When to have children. Mm-hmm. Gut feeling happenstance, the good Lord's will, when my wife is ready. How do people make that decision about when to have children? Um, all of the above? All of the above. Right, right. And and probably for some folks, none of the above, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it too antiseptic? Is it too... Um, you know, uh, being driven by numbers and you're almost a, 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 a robot mm-hmm. to say, I made a decision when to have children based on when my finances said we could do it right. When I could afford it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's antiseptic at all. Okay. I think that shows uh, care and, and due diligence and proper planning and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. But you would think most of us don't yeah. make that decision mm-hmm. that way. Watched a movie one time with uh, with Michael J. Fox in it called Doc Hollywood, oh, yeah. and he walks in, you know, and he's a young doctor going out to California, right. and he uh, gets stuck in Georgia yeah, somewhere, or and something. stuck in Georgia, and, and for the okra festival or whatever it was. Right. And the waitress at at, uh, at the restaurant said, "Well, I could tell he was careful right off because he double knots his shoelaces, <laughs> right?" There you go. There yeah. you go. Some people are double nodders, mm-hmm. and they thought about it, and they've run the numbers, and they'll say, you know, we need to be married three to five years. Mm-hmm. We need to have a certain amount of money set aside. We need to make sure that our relationship yeah. is strong. Make sure that this marriage thing is going to work out first. Yeah. You know, and then I understand now. Because so- I, th- I think, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, we'll just have a kid. It'll fix all our problems, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I understand Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Sometimes the pill doesn't work or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, that's one major decision in life that I think a lot of times we really don't plan. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Buy a car. Yeah. Okay. How do many of us make a decision about buying a car? You have people call you and say, Bubba, I need to take $40,000 out of my account because mm-hmm. I'm buying a car. Right. And you say, what? Uh, what happened to your old one? Mm-hmm. Why are you making this decision? Yeah. What's going on? Well, my neighbor got a new one, and oh. I kind of like the look and smell of it. Oh, they came out with those yeah. new F-150s. Yeah. Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. They're basically just rolling computers. That's right. They'll back up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to know how to back up a trailer. Mm-hmm. They'll handle it for you. Right? Right. Maybe some kind of nuance of that thing mm-hmm. that suddenly, have you bought a vehicle lately? I uh, did a year ago and I was shocked at the price. We can buy a rent house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? And in some cases, two rent houses. <laughs> For a vehicle. Well, maybe you could. Maybe not anymore. Uh-huh. Right? But yeah, still a rent house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of sharpen the pencil ought to go into that decision, mm-hmm. too, as well. As opposed to just doing it based on a gut feeling. So we've been rambling on here for about three quarters of the show about what's a person to do. We're going to come back and bring this thing in for a landing and give you three or four things to do and two or three things not to do right now from the Advisors Roundtable 
on Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. So we're talking to you about this time in history. All the stuff going on around you. It seems like everything seems to be negative, and it, a lot of it affects your finances. So what's a person to do? Um, two or three things we want to talk to you about that we would suggest you do, and a couple things we suggest you do not do. First of all, do you have a plan? Did you have a plan in the very beginning? Did you have a plan about how to get out of debt? Does present market conditions, does, uh, other than you losing your job, mm-hmm. does that affect that plan about getting out of debt? It does not. Okay, so stick to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you had run the numbers and you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and you've calculated along with us or another advisor, somebody, a math, somebody who's good at math, accountant, somebody, how much you need to save every month to get to your retirement goal. Mm-hmm. Does what's happening in the stock market today in 2022 affect that? I would I would say slightly. Okay. Um, and, and the reason I say slightly is because uh, there will be a a reversion back to the normal inflation levels, right? Okay. For long term uh, inflation levels. Okay. And we typically anticipate inflation to be anywhere between two and a half and four and a half percent annualized. Okay. Right. Now, inflation numbers have come in at 8 to 11% over the last couple of quarters, right? Mm. Last couple of months. So mm. we, we all know that and we see that. But mm. what has inflation been previously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's been running in the 0.5 to 1.5% range. Mm-hmm. So you extrapolate that out over a number of years, mm. and I'd say you're going to revert back to the mean of you know 25 to 4%, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. And if you do that, how and does if that you affect do that, how your does, monthly savings goal? Yeah, so I, I don't think that it would affect your monthly savings goal as much. Okay. Maybe if you can afford it, save some more. Save some more? Yeah. If you can't, maybe it's going to mean that you've got to work for an extra year. In all of the middle of this chaos, you're telling mm-hmm. me to save some more. Because yeah. don't you understand saving some more means mm-hmm. that I believe that's that right. I'm on board, yeah. that, I, that I'm into this, that mm-hmm. I feel good about this, by yeah. getting back to my feelings and my right. gut feelings mm-hmm. and all of that emotional stuff. And you're telling me to save some more. Right. I would say save until it hurts and then a little more. Ooh. So long and short of it, one of the things we're telling people to do is at least stay with your previous plan. Mm-hmm. Now, am I making an assumption that we had a plan in the beginning? You are. Yeah, you are. I had a plan for getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. I had a plan for how much I needed to save. Mm-hmm. I had a plan for what to do if the market went down, giving mm-hmm. me an opportunity to buy at lower prices. Sure. But if I didn't have a plan, mm-hmm. the second thing, I so number one is stick to your plan if mm-hmm. you have one. Number two, if you ain't got a plan, get a plan. Right. Have a plan that... Now, you're talking about reversion to the mean and historical norms and all that stuff. Your plan is based on historical norms, right? That's right. Correct. Sometimes inflation is extremely low. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's extremely high. But over the next 20 or 25 years, it's probably going to average X. It's going to go back to normal. Okay. Right. And if it does, then I just base my plan on that. Right. All right. Number three. Do not, this is one of the things that w- mm-hmm. we're not going to do, 
do not allow temporary things to affect my long-term success. That's right. Don't allow what's mm-hmm. happening in the news today. Yeah. Don't allow what they led the nightly news mm-hmm. with to get you off your plan. What's an easy way to do that? Okay. You look at your account statement and you say, oh, holy cow, my account statement is down 20%. Okay. And you move 100% to cash. <laughs> and you never get back in the market. Mm. Right? You known people to do that? I, I, I've known a number of people who've, who've done that. I've known people who have done that uh, not even when the market has gone down. There was just a change in whoever the president was. Really? Yeah. And so they just, for some reason... Mm -hmm. On on both ends of the spectrum, whether it was a Republican or Democrat, right? I've known both, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what have they missed out in those instances? Well, they missed out uh, on the opportunity Mm -hmm. cost of how much the economy has grown. Mm -hmm. And here's here's a point we need to make. Whether there's a Republican or a Democrat, whether there's a war or a rumor of a war, whether there's inflation or not, Mm -hmm. most people still get up, go to work, make a profit for somebody. That's right. They always have. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Way back to Katrina. Way back to nine eleven, mm-hmm. even go farther back and and do Y two K, even go farther yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of all that, the majority of the world was still getting up, going to work, making a profit for somebody. And when they make a profit, you have an opportunity to share in that, despite what's happening in the world around you. So. First thing is stick to your plan. Mm-hmm. Second thing, if you don't have a plan, get a plan. Uh, third thing is don't allow anything to derail you. Right. Hang in there. Now, do you have multi-million dollar clients? Yes. Are all of them doctors? No. Are all of them lawyers? No. Are all of them CFOs of their businesses? No. Are there some people who are worth more than $1 million that... We're just line workers. Yeah. Whether they worked mm-hmm. as a lineman at the local utility or whether they worked at a manufacturing mm-hmm. facility or whether they drove a truck. Right. They, they didn't have an advanced degree. Mm-hmm. How did they get there, Bubba? Uh, slow and steady wins the race for those folks. Even back in the 1970s? Because these people are retired right. that you're talking about now. That's correct. So back in the 70s, they were working. Mm-hmm. When we had inflation, stagflation, and, and, and high gas prices, and, and, and Watergate, yeah. and whatever, they just mm-hmm. hung in there. Yeah, slow and steady. Mm-hmm. They didn't get derailed. They continued to believe in capitalism and the mm-hmm. people around them, and the going to work and making the profit. They didn't get emotional. That's right. Here's the last. That's the last point. Don't let emotion rule you and make you do something that is extreme right so in our society what are some decisions that people make whether it's financial or otherwise Mm -hmm. that many times they make on an emotional level and then regret later oh that well let's let's pick one yeah marriage marriage man she's hot Mm -hmm. man her daddy's rich Mm mm-hmm 
Man, she drives a nice car. Yeah. Man, she's got nice legs. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, you know, after three or four really, really great months of dating her, mm-hmm. I marry her. Right. I got all emotional about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What happens to at least half of those? Divorce. Mm. Another decision. Divorce. Mm-hmm. That I, sometimes I make based on, people make based on emotion. Emotion, yeah. She spent too much. Mm-hmm. He never listens to me. They won't talk. They won't shut up. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You get emotional about it. You jump out. And later on you think, you know, it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. We allow emotions to rule us sometimes, That's and right. it gets us into trouble. Mm-hmm. All right? I had somebody come in my office one day after he had paid taxes. He was really emotional. He was mad. And he swore, I'm going to cash. I'm going, to, uh, going on a cash basis, and I'm never paying taxes again. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds good. But is it practical? No, it's not practical. Does he think he's going to get away with that? Uh, Well, yeah, otherwise he wouldn't be trying it, right? Yeah. So he makes this emotional decision based on having a conversation Mm -hmm. with his CPA right Mm -hmm. now. And then what happens in a couple years? He hasn't paid any taxes. Yeah. Think he's going to get some nasty letters? Mm Mm-hmm. They have the opportunity to garnish your wages, don't they? Yeah. And you made an emotional decision one time mm-hmm. not to do this anymore. Sure. Many people today are making an emotional decision about the stock market, about their financial plan, about their marriage, about children, about a lot of about their job that based on emotion, don't do it. And as we said, revert back to your original plan, revert back to thinking about this logically. Allow yourself to think in historical terms. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily think about today. Right. Because as we've talked about before, that's recency bias. And many times recency bias will convince you that today's headlines are going to be the same way every day. Sure. And they never are, good or bad. Hope we learned something today from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. 